and Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hi, ladies. I am looking forward to chatting with you today. I'm so happy you're here. I, that was my four-year-old sprinting by. If you just heard some footsteps picked up on the mic, <laughs> building a fort currently, apparently. Uh, I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a great week. And welcome, if it's your very first time here. I'm excited to chat about this. So, I've been on a little bit of like a rampage with this. (laughs) If you've been with me a while, you know, I can get on my rampages and it's, it's a rampage, not at all towards somebody who is ignorant about what is healthy and who, what is not, because I think that is, it's so confusing. What is healthy and what is not can be, we've made it very confusing, um, just in the culture of, if you could pick up one book, it totally goes against what you read in another book a couple weeks ago. And it's like, okay, well then what do I eat? Are eggs bad? Are eggs good? Is meat bad? Is meat good? Should I just live off the land and da 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 da? And I know I just talked in a couple episodes ago about, you know, the good quality meats and things like that. And maybe that even stirred the pot further for you. And you're like, man, now I really don't know what to eat because I thought I was eating healthily. First of all, take a deep breath. That is never my intention is to make things more confusing for you. I am here to hopefully make things less confusing for you to gather what I know, to read the books, to know the science behind things, and to try to break it down to what is sustainable and attainable for you and probably your family. Because many of you are like me listening to this, have a couple kids, more mouths to feed than just yourself, and you you know want to provide the best health for everybody as you are able to. So Something that always kind of comes up when women especially are starting to work with me one-on-one or in the eight-week challenge is like, okay, what the heck do I eat? And I always find that uh, just an interesting question because I'm like, well, what do you mean? What do you eat? Like, what have you been eating? Like, we got to start somewhere, which is why I do. If we are working with me one-on-one or in the group, I look at your food logs first. I want to see what you're already eating before we even dive in and start tweaking things around because we all do come at this with such different backgrounds and we bring a lot of like our misconceptions or our preconceived notions about food into play when you're starting to even do a new lifestyle or whatever or try to learn my method which is more 80-20 whole clean foods right 80% whole clean foods 20% treats and indulgences but I think a lot of times people get really caught up in the buzzwords and we've talked before about food marketing and things like that but it's like that's the question I'll get. It's not like, oh, should I have chicken salads or should I have this? It's usually more like, well, are these keto cookies healthy? Are these paleo chips good for me? Are these protein? I found this recipe for protein brownie something, but it has like a lot of sugar in it. Should I care about that? It gets really muddy really fast. And we're like, what buzzword should I be following? What is the best thing? Here's what you need to do. It's really, really simple. Eat some real, clean, whole foods. And yes, you could break that down and be like, what is real, clean, whole foods? I am going to try to make this really tactical as well and tell you exactly what this looks like. But basically, if you even, to even as your starting point, or, and I'm not just saying this is people who are absolutely starting out from ground zero. I think this is, can be a lot of us who even have been trying to live a healthy, fit lifestyle for a while. But things still get muddy. We'll have, I know I myself have periods where it's been a lot more grab and go kind of foods and on the run where I'm like, wow, I've really been having a lot of processed foods lately. Like let's get back to eating whole, clean, beautiful foods. So what does that look like? It looks like foods that are from the ground or have a mother. 
things that are very minimally processed. So you know, you know, most foods are processed in some way. If you even just roast your Brussels sprouts, they're processed because you just roasted them. So, but I'm talking about foods, again, that are as close to their natural state as can be, right? So that's the starting point. The starting point is not perusing the aisles of the grocery store looking for the healthier version of junk food. A cookie is still a cookie. A keto cookie is still a cookie. A gluten-free cookie is still a cookie. That, I think, I think the gluten-free movement has really done a number on a lot of people um, because so many people whose bodies can handle gluten have been swept away with this gluten-free phenomenon of like, well, I had a donut, but it was a gluten-free donut. It's like, okay, the calories were like probably the same. Many times you look at something that's gluten-free, like a gluten-free brownie versus a regular brownie, and the macros and the calories are exactly the same. They just made it with like brown rice flour or something else or whatever, some other filler, tapioca starch, whatever. And it's not really nutritionally better for you. It's still a brownie. And I know it kind of sounds funny, but I, I really will look at clients' food logs and sometimes they're like, oh yeah, I had a great week. Like, take a look. And it looks like they literally just walked down the sports nutrition aisle and picked out everything that says keto or paleo and they're all super highly processed. That's not good for you. That's not good for me. That's not good for anyone to be eating majority of your foods out of a package. That's a big problem I have with certain fad diets that mail everything to you in a box where you're supposed to eat like 80% of your food out of packages. Like that's not how we were made to live. It's, it's not good for you. So, and that's probably also a reason why you feel bloated because of all of the additives and preservatives in there made to make your food last. So what I am suggesting is instead, firstly, looking at what is from the ground or has a mother, and then whittling that down a little bit to, okay, eating high protein, three to five servings of vegetables, and then quality carbs. This is exactly what we do in the eight-week challenge, which will be coming up um, end of April, but the signups are open for it if you are interested. But this, but you can do it on your own and have to revisit this so many times. That's, that's why this episode is not just for those of us who it's brand new to. This is for those of us that just need that reminder, need that refresher of like, ah, just eat real food. Just eat real food. Because I will, it, it is, I've had so many people that the first time I encounter them in a personal training session or something are like, well, I just don't know what to eat. Like, what do I eat? Because they've just looked at everything as like good and bad and they don't know what quote unquote good is. This is what it looks like. Just use your foods to work for you, right? Like, again, start with what are you eating right now? If you're eating yogurt for breakfast, cool. Then round that out a little bit. Add some protein in there somewhere. If it doesn't have a lot of protein, put a side of vegetables with it. Like, you don't have to overhaul your entire diet. I just want you to look at what you're eating and think about, okay, is it from the ground or ha have, fr from the ground, <laughs> easy for me to say, or has a mother, then look at, okay, I want it to be high protein, but mostly from whole clean foods, not from supplements. Supplements are okay, but they're supposed to supplement what you're already eating. Three to five servings of vegetables going to keep you regular, going to keep things moving, give you all the vitamins and minerals because we do care about your micronutrients as well, 100%. Quality carbs, what does that look like? You know, some of this might be a little bit, you know, room for interpretation, but quality carbs to me looks like sweet potatoes, brown rice or farro, those more slow digesting carbs because they're not going to spike your blood sugar. 
again, we would go through this kind of one thing at a time if it was in the challenge and just really break it down. But I'm going to give you an idea of what a sample day could look like. So you have something to leave with if you're trying to kind of refresh this on your own. Again, many of you have done the challenge and are like, okay, I just needed to hear this and I just needed to get back to basics. I always call this like getting back to basics where it's like we've wandered far away from like, okay, we've gotten obsessed with the different buzzwords on things and like, oh, like I'll have clients who will send me pictures. And I'm, I'm really, truly not at all making fun of this. And I want, I love questions and I, I always want people to ask questions. But the questions are not usually like, should I buy this apple or should I buy this pack of blueberries? It's usually a picture of some kind of treat, some kind of non-dairy ice cream treat or something from, again, the cookie or cracker aisle. It's like, are these healthy? And many times they're basically just, a buzzword version of whatever the normal thing was. Like say you have wheat thins and then there's like gluten-free crackers right next to them that have the exact same things. Those are fine in moderation, right? I'm not gonna tell you not to eat wheat thins, but it's not the same as eating some whole clean food that's not as processed. So I especially like to do this. Last year I ran a June kind of reset program, June intensive, I called it. And many of you were in that as well or... Um, I've at least heard me talking about it on the podcast if you were late to the party, but you've heard me talk about it on episodes. And this is what we did was just got back to basics because it does get a little bit murky about what should I be eating? Like what does a day of minimally processed foods look like? Because it's hard. There's so much available to us and there's more and more every day that they're trying to make really enticing to us to buy. So, okay, without further ado though, what could a day look like? So it could look like you start your morning with a big, beautiful omelet packed with vegetables, maybe some bacon or sausages aside, again, which is obviously processed, but came from a mother, right? So big omelet, side of meat, maybe some sprouted green toast or sourdough bread or something on the side. That could be your breakfast, Okay. And that's probably a lot of calories. Good. Use up your calories. You'll actually be full through to lunch and you're not looking for snacks and looking for like hundred calorie pack snacks of again, processed food because you're actually full from real food. So that would be one option. Maybe you hate eggs. Another option could be overnight oats. I love using overnight oats because they're so easy to prep the night before and I can just grab it in the morning. And there's so many different combinations you can do. So even if you get quote unquote like bored using the same breakfast, mix it up and put some different flavor combinations in there. I love doing this. So my go-to that I've shared so, so much is just steel cut oats with, I'm going to forget it, <laughs> um, almond milk, ground flaxseed, half a scoop of protein powder, and like whatever, between a half a cup to a cup of shredded zucchini. And I just mix it all up. Sometimes I throw some dark chocolate chips in there. Oh, and a nut butter, peanut butter. Usually if I'm doing the chocolate protein powder, I'll do peanut butter. If I'm doing vanilla protein powder, I'll use some blueberries sometimes in there and like a cashew butter and almond butter, whatever. It's up to you and you can personalize it. Again, not low calorie. It's usually running me about 500 calories. Awesome. I'm going to be full till lunch. So I fueled up for my day. I didn't just have like a 200 calorie little cup of yogurt that's going to spike up to carbs and then make me drop. And then I'm at the playground with my kids and I'm like dead and waiting for lunch and looking for snacks 
and like, oh, why didn't I bring snacks and I'm eating their goldfish or whatever? That's a whole slew of problems because, again, if we can get our kids to eat more like this, that'd be awesome as well, where even their snacks are more whole, clean foods, just like us. Ideally, um, my kids do eat processed foods. I do eat processed foods, but this is, you know, part of the 80-20 thing. 80% hopefully would look like this. So breakfast could be a big omelet. It could be overnight oats. It could be a shake packed with all of the same things I'm talking about. Don't also just grab like a, a boxed protein shake that's 150 calories and say that that's going to be it until lunch because that's ridiculous. That's like less than you'd give a kid and you're a full grown adult. So make sure you're eating enough. <laughs> and these are, again, just some options for you. Lunch that we're getting to could be a big grilled chicken salad or big ground turkey taco salad. It could be either of those things. If you hate the idea of salads, you can do it on a wrap. They have lots of great sprouted grain and more like ancient grain or almond flour wrap options now too with a big side of veggies and a hummus cup or guac cup, maybe even a fruit with nut butter, which I also was going to share under snacks. But look at how much you can get from your day of just whole clean foods, just eating normal food. I know it's quote unquote to many of us, it's normal, but we get away from this. We get so muddy, like, I just don't know what to eat. We get overwhelmed and we, we go to the space. I do too. And I have all this knowledge, but I'll go back to it and be like, I just don't know what to eat. It's just overwhelming. Like, what should I eat? And I think we do. We just get in ruts or we get stressed out. But like, go back to these basics. Pick one of these things that sounds good to you. And then automate it. Say every day for lunch, you're going to have a big grilled chicken salad. So you know that every day you're getting in tons of vegetables, you're getting in high protein, and then switch up what it is. Like one week, have a goat cheese with cranberry and pecans pecans, pecans, <laughs> whatever, salad. And then next week have a buffalo chicken salad. Uh, today I just had a buffalo chicken wrap for lunch. It was delicious. It was leftovers. Awesome. Use that leftover grilled chicken, repurposed it. Um, it doesn't have to be boring, but then you know what's, what you're already feeling into that framework. And then dinner, same, same kind of strategy. You're going to follow something high protein, a vegetable, and a quality carb. So dinner might look like pulled pork with sweet potato, with a vegetable, some roasted vegetables or something. And then I always like to add to my meals, to my dinner, either a side soup or a side salad. And yeah, this is when I'm eating at home. Like I'm not out at a restaurant ordering a side soup or a side salad. But I find that if my husband and I do not have a soup or salad with dinner, we're usually like crawling back into the kitchen an hour and a half later, like still hungry, waiting to be filled up with something. We both do have significant amount of muscle on our bodies where muscle likes to burn calories, right? You're burning more than fat at rest. So I've noticed that a lot where I'm like, how is the average person full after that meal and I'm hungry like an hour later? We do. We just have large appetites, I guess. So this this feeds into the eating for volume idea that I talk a lot about on this podcast where a side super salad might barely add calories. Most most often for us, it's, um, it is salads, and now we're going to be getting more seasonal where it's going to be a lot more salads than soup. But all winter long, I was making probably like two soups a week so we could have it as a side with dinner. And obviously soups, um, either of them, you can add more calories to. It depends on what it looks like for you. But often, they don't need to add a lot of calories. Even the soups, a lot of times it was a bone broth with a bunch of vegetables packed in there. And then typically not a meat if we were having the meat for dinner. I just wanted something else to fill us up and give us some more micronutrients. So swap any of that out. Dinner could also be 
grilled chicken with a side of grilled veggies with farro. We love farro. We do farro a lot here. We do sweet potatoes a lot here. And I just make things different ways. So we're going, again, back to basics and using this framework. But some weeks I am cutting up sweet potatoes into like little smoky sweet potato fries. I'll use a lot of paprika and roast them in the oven. Sometimes I will just do like baked sweet potatoes. And then when they're done, just slice them open and drizzle some honey and cinnamon in there. Whatever, like you can mix up how you're actually eating things too. It does not have to be the same old way every time. Or make A lot of people make like sweet potato burgers. We're not super big on that, but you could definitely do that. Just using these food staples. And then snacks. <laughs> snacks is always the category. As soon as we start a challenge, week one, people are like, what are you guys eating for snacks? Like, what are the snacks? Our culture loves snacks and I get it. I like snacks too. And maybe you're like, I don't want to just eat chicken and vegetables all the time, Brittany. So what can I eat for snacks? What I find works best is again, just whole clean food. And you might want to smack me in the face for saying that to you again. But a lot of times my quote unquote snacks are just literally random leftovers from the fridge. Like I'll open up the fridge and grab a turkey meatball from the day before. I'll open up the fridge and grab like literally half a chicken breast and a scoop of Brussels sprouts. And I'll eat that if it's in between meals. So that's obviously speaking to food accessibility. It's really helpful to have things around and prepped. But especially if you're on the go, other snacks that I've liked are nuts, uh, yogurt with protein, granola, ups the protein um, content for your day and then helps fill it out a little more than just like a little yogurt on its own. Hard-boiled eggs is another one that, okay, get over it because nobody ever likes these. <laughs> Everybody's always like, I don't want hard-boiled eggs. I never ate them because I think they're delicious either. I just throw some hot sauce on them and eat them. Like the point is for you to be fueled properly and have energy for your days and to feel great, not to all, we can't always go for what is the most highly palatable food. Obviously, a bag of hint of lime chips, we all know that is going to be the most palatable foods because that was chemically engineered in a factory to make you want it, okay? Hard-boiled eggs are not that way, but I digress. I 100% think that food is there for enjoyment as well and that there is a time and place for making Beautiful meals. If you want to make every single thing that you eat really delicious, go for it. I love, I personally love deviled eggs. And there's definitely lightened up ways to make that. You can even stuff them with mashed up avocado instead of mayo or use just a little bit of light mayo. And um, I like to make them spicy. I put jalapenos in that little mixture then. I put paprika in that too. I love deviled eggs. So if you, you know, the reason that I'm going to eat hard-boiled eggs over deviled eggs is just convenience. It's easy to hard-boil a bunch of eggs and then eat that as a snack. So do with this what you will. But again, in the snack realm, snacks could be fruit with nut butter, dark chocolate as a treat, or what my husband and I really like to do is, I was call it nice cream, take some frozen bananas and blend it up with just a little bit of almond milk, just enough to make it blend, not like a shake. And then I stick it back in the freezer. Oh, with protein too, usually. It depends where we're at for protein with the day because with protein for the day is the way I meant to say that. Because protein is a highly processed food and it is a supplement. It shouldn't be all of your, you know, I don't want you getting all of your protein intake from protein powder. So if it's a day that I haven't had any protein in anything else, like I haven't had a shake for breakfast or I didn't have overnight oats that had it in there, then I will sometimes throw like half a scoop in this little nice cream with the frozen bananas and the almond milk and blend it up, stick it back in the freezer and then 
get it out once it's hardened up a little bit more and throw in some like dark chocolate chips and stuff. So good. And then you're sitting there like, yes, I know everything that's in this. It's very minimally processed, has few ingredients. Awesome. So that is what a day of eating back to basics, minimally processed foods can look like. And yes, if you want, if you enjoy if there's like a keto cookie you really love and you're morally offended by this episode, it's really pretty. I really like this brand. That's fine. Enjoy your keto cookie at night or your gluten-free brownie or whatever it is. But also know that you could just have the real thing. Like if you like it better, that's awesome. But if you also just want to have a regular brownie or a regular old Chips Ahoy cookie, that's all part of your 20%. Whether it's a keto cookie or it is a like store-bought Chips Ahoy cookie, that is still a processed food that should should be in your 20% treats. Unless, um, you know, you're making your own like banana breakfast cookies that you're calling cookies. Like that could be in your 80%. That's totally fine. <laughs> okay, I hope you understand and get the difference. If it came out of a package, super high processed, a lot of ingredients. Either way, whatever it says on it, it's in your 20%. So to answer what the heck do I eat, Brittany, I hope that you can walk away knowing a couple of things that it got you started on like, oh, there's a basic framework for my day. Okay, I can pick and choose one of those options. That is what I'm here for. That is what I'm trying to help you do. Make this a little bit more simple, a little bit less confusing, especially if you're not even tracking macros and you're like, I don't even want to touch that or do the numbers or you tried it and it was confusing or it just is overwhelming, whatever. Just get back to basics. Just eat food. Just eat whole, clean, beautiful foods. Drink a lot of water so that you know that you are truly hungry and not just thirsty because we do need a lot more water than we typically think that we do. And hopefully it'll all come together for you like that. All right. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for leaving your reviews and for leaving your kind comments. Um, If you are wanting to join either the beginner level challenge for April, which is for those of you who have never done anything with me yet, we are kicking off April 25th and I want you ready to rock before that. So you can go over to fitmomlifetothefullest.com to sign up. But for those of you who have done it and are like, uh, how else can I work with you and I don't really want to do one-on-one or can't financially commit to one-on-one, come join the Chasing Greatness group because April is going to be super fun there as well. And then you'll, if you join now, you'll get that whole month of April right from the get-go and all the fun workouts that we have there. Full-length video workouts and a monthly focus, a monthly winner, and all that good stuff. So, all right, thank you so much for hanging out, and I will talk to you next time. Have a great rest of your day. 